Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. And uh, I have a spooky little treat for some of you. Some of you will say, hell no, this ain't for me, buddy. Um, But you'll still probably find this interesting. So I have to tell you a little story, however, in advance so that this will make sense to you. Uh, of course, it's uh, it's close to Halloween time, and every Halloween I start thinking about some of my favorite creepy pictures that have been taken over the years. And if I just had to pick one favorite ghost photo, I think I'd have to go with what's called the newbie phantom. And if you're into the paranormal, you've probably seen this picture. If not, you definitely have to look it up. Let me tell you a little bit about this photograph. It was taken in 1963 with a black and white camera in a church at Newby, which is in North Yorkshire, England. It's in the northeastern part of England. And the actual name of the church is the Church of Christ the Consoler. Well, the the vicar of that church, the man in charge there, was a man named Reverend K.F. Lord. Very fitting name for such a man, don't you think? And he was apparently putting together some kind of a pamphlet about the church. And so he started taking pictures. And kind of the big centerpiece, of course, is the altar. He was by himself in the building. And uh, I'm not sure how old the the church is, but you can imagine in England it's pretty darn old. And uh, when he developed the pictures, he was shocked and uh, I'm sure chilled to the bone to see that a photograph of the altar shows this frightening phantom standing there in a long black hood and cloak. Um, the face seems like it's kind of white, like it might be covered in a cloth, which they say used to be done back in the days if someone had disfigurement or leprosy, kind of like the elephant man sort of thing. But regardless, this figure appears to be to scale somewhere between seven and nine feet tall. It looks basically like the Grim Reaper standing there at the altar. So, you know, it's one thing when you get a picture of a full-bodied apparition of a person from the past, like the brown lady or something like that. But when you get something that looks like the friggin' Grim Reaper standing there, that changes the way you view the scenario. And that photograph has been examined and re-examined and re-examined for many, many years. And no one has ever come up with any type of a credible explanation for this being a hoax or uh, or a double exposure or anything like that. It, it's one of those few ghost photos out there <clears throat> that people still say like, hmm, this appears to be the real deal. And and furthermore, excuse me, furthermore, um, the Reverend K.F. Lord himself was never associated with anything paranormal or weird under any other circumstances. This was one outstanding incident that happened in his life. And, you know, I've been to England, but uh, 
I need to go back there and go to the newbie church. I've never been there. That would be wild. I think I'm going to put that on my little bucket list. My bucket list just keeps getting so big every day. I don't know how I'm going to do all this stuff, but I need to go to England and, and check it out. So I am so impressed by this photograph. And if you've never seen it, uh, all you have to do is go to joshuapwarren.com and click the Gallery of the Strange and go to the world's wildest ghost photos section. And it's uh, you'll see it in there. Um, I was so impressed that I decided when I created my Asheville Mystery Museum, I would create the world's very first full-size, two-scale model of the newbie phantom. And so basically, uh, my wife, Lauren, and I, we came up with an, an idea of how to build this thing. She did most of the work. She's very talented at building things like models and stuff. And so now if you go into the Asheville Mystery Museum, one of the first things you'll see when you go down to the bottom of the stairs is the newbie phantom. So, again, it's like seven to nine-foot-tall Grim Reaper thing standing there. And you can actually see the photograph next to it. A lot of people go there and take their picture next to the newbie phantom as a memento. So, now that I've told you that, I have prepared you for the little treat that I have for you. So, I'm assuming if you've been following my work for a while, you know what sigils are. Sigils are magical symbols. Some of these can be found from thousands of years ago, and then I myself have been using a new technique I created called parasymatics to create sigils in a more technological way uh, this year. But um, in all my research on sigils of different kinds, I came across this one sigil, which is a sigil for necromancy. In other words, this is a symbol used to contact the dead or to bring the dead back. And that's, a, you know, it's kind of freaky when you realize that, okay, this is, a, this is a sigil that is from at least the Middle Ages. I'm not exactly sure where it's from. I think it might be from this grimoire, a book of magic um, called the Key of Solomon, but I'm not positive. I've, I've collected so many magical symbols over the years now that uh, sometimes I'm not exactly sure what the origin of, of one symbol is uh, or another. But on the other hand, you have to realize in, in some cases, in many cases, there's not like a good origin story because you could be uh, imprisoned or executed in the past for practicing magic for witchcraft. So it's not like there's always a nice, clear trail of origin for some of these things. So I had this sigil for contacting the dead. To be honest with you, I, I've i never really played with it too much. Uh, I know that that seems weird. Um, you'd think I'd be the first guy, you know, the first kid on the block to try out the, the necromancy sigil, but uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I, I still do have some hang-ups about trying to contact the dead intentionally. Uh, I guess it just comes from being, you know, raised up as a, in the South 
and you know Southern Baptist type mentality, like you know you you don't go out and mess with that stuff, which is ironic because I have no problem going to a place where spirits are already manifesting and doing things to enhance it, but um, I don't usually sit down and, and just specifically try to conjure up the spirit of the dead. Have I done it? Yes, I have. But anyway, let's get back to the story. So I guess a couple years ago, I um, I had this bright idea. Our Haunted Asheville ghost tours are the most popular ghost tours in Asheville. I'm sure that it's actually, it's probably one of the most popular ghost tours in America. Um, you know, we sell out every, just about every tour, even when the weather's bad, you know, we, we, we run the tour, we run it in snow, rain, hurricanes, it doesn't matter. We will run the tour. And so, um, I had this idea of, well, at the end of the tour, what if the last thing we could do was sort of extend the ghost tour experience? Because, you know, a lot of these people, they come on ghost tours because they want to have a ghostly experience. So I thought, hmm, why don't I come up with basically a little card, like the size of a business card? And, it, and for one thing, it promotes, you know, our website and our app and stuff like that. But then it says, oh, and by the way, if you would like to extend your ghost tour experience, this card has a sigil on it, a little symbol for necromancy, for contacting the dead. So just sleep with this under your pillow tonight and see what happens. Now, of course, some people saw that card and said, uh-uh, sorry, you've <laughs> I've gotten my money's worth. I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> but um, not surprisingly, it didn't take long, maybe about a week after we started giving those out till I got contacted by the first customer who said, so, figure I'd give you a report. She said, I went on your ghost tour. I got the card, I put it under my pillow, I went to sleep, I woke up in the middle of the night, and standing at the foot of my bed was the newbie phantom. Now, that is probably the scariest thing I can imagine, frankly. I mean, if, if you stand next to the newbie phantom model and you imagine waking up in the middle of the night opening your eyes and that damn thing is standing there next to your bed on the scale of one to ten for a scary like horrifying experience to me that'd be a ten that'd be right up there um so here she is petrified absolutely frozen just watching this thing that's looking at her big black eyes boring into her soul and then it disappeared so she took the card out I don't know if she put it away or destroyed it but she said don't think I'll be sleeping with this under my pillow anymore uh, point proven it worked thanks for really punctuating that tour experience <laughs> 
So not surprisingly, I continued getting reports like that over the years um, from people who would use this, this card in this manner. As a matter of fact, I believe we don't have any more of those cards, and I, I should have some more printed. I just have a million things to do all the time, and it's kind of slipped my mind. So here's the little treat that I have for you. Now, again, it's totally up to you whether or not you want to do this. So I sold out of my new sigil wand. I knew I would because I didn't have very many. But I am here in Western North Carolina where it is easier for me to get supplies, especially when I'm using crystals and gems and stuff because this is one of the most gem and mineral rich places in the world. So I decided to make another small batch of, uh, of sigil ones. Not many. I'm talking like, I think I have 25 more or it's a very small amount left. Um, because there was just, you know, as usual, I'm very grateful for the just overwhelming demand for these handmade one of a kind wands. Um, and, uh, and obviously the sigil wand is designed to be used with sigils. So what I did uh, is I went on to the page for the sigil wand and I decided to post the sigil for contacting the dead. Now here's the thing. You don't need the sigil wand to use this. Sigils don't need any other tools. You can What you do with the sigil is you just print it out and or or uh, nowadays you can just look at it on your computer screen but you want it to be in your proximity throughout your day and you just want to stare at it for maybe about 20 or 30 seconds throughout the day on four or five occasions that's it you don't have to think about anything you don't have to plan anything you it's almost like an antenna for some type of psychic energy or some type of an experience to manifest. So you take a sigil and, you know, again, you could print it out. You could tape it on a wall. You could tape it on your mirror. You can put it as the, uh, the wallpaper or the background on your cell phone. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And of course, this is all very controversial. And there are people out there who will say, Oh, this is all a bunch of bullshit because you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's magic. But we've gone over that before, and what I can tell you is that, look, I don't know how to explain it, but sometimes these things work. So anyway, if you want to just see the sigil, okay, you don't have to necessarily experiment with it. If you just want to see what this sigil to contact the dead looks like, here's what you do. You go to joshuapwarren.com. There is no period after the P. I'm not going to highly publicize this. I'm, I'm only going to make this information available to uh, you listening to this podcast and to subscribers of my e-newsletter and people who follow me on social media. So like the people who really follow what I'm doing, I'm not going to be promoting this any other way. So if you go to joshuapwarren.com, Currently, on the top right-hand corner, there is a little picture of the sigil wand. It doesn't say anything. 
if you click on that little picture, it'll take you to the page for the sigil wand. And then when you get on that page, even if you've been there before, this is a new update. When you get on that page, scroll all the way down to the bottom, the very, very bottom. And there you will see this ancient sigil for necromancy to contact the dead. If you want to isolate it, you can just click on it and it will come up in a separate window. Um, and that's it. Uh, you can, if you just want to look at it, that's fine. Uh, if you want to use it, I would love to hear about your experiences. And you know it's easy to get a hold of me and tell me what happens to you. So I have no doubt that I'm going to get some people who are going to have some experiences. And uh, if for those of you who don't mind, I'd like to maybe be able to talk about your experiences on future podcasts. I don't have to use your name. I can keep you anonymous, of course. But uh, I would like to be able to share that with others if you're one of these bold people who wants to experiment. And frankly, if you're going to do it, Halloween is the best time. It really is. I'll, I think I'll talk more about that on the, maybe my next podcast or two about like really why Halloween is such a good time to contact or attempt to contact with other dimensions, other realms, if that's, if that's your agenda. So another thing to remember, if you go to joshuapwarren.com um, and you want to listen to more of these podcasts, there's a link at the very top that says click here for Joshua's daily podcast. And when you get there, you can listen to them, and you also can uh, subscribe through iTunes or Stitcher, um, or just follow me on Twitter, and I will tweet when I have new ones as often as I can as well. So that's it for today. The clock is ticking toward All Hallows' Eve, and uh, as usual, thank you for listening Thank you for your support. Thank you for staying curious. And I'll talk to you again soon.